0: Good evening. Welcome to another edition of 11 Mile Sessions Live. We've got a great show coming up for you. Um, In just a few minutes, we're going to have an interview with two of the gentlemen from the band Big B and the Actual Proof. And we also have uh, in just a little under an hour, Mike Ward is going to do a live performance for us. He's going to tell some tales and spin some yarns and play some music for us. All right, so right now we're just going to do a couple of videos real quick. Tiger Sex, who just, as always, blew everybody away at the Corktown Summer Days Fest this past weekend on Saturday at PJ's. They got a brand new one. It actually uh, has to do with one of the highlights of the show. It's uh, called uh, Lick My Kicks, and we're going to play a, a new video from Tino G's Dumpster Machine. They have a new album out, and they're going to have a release party at the Magic Bag this Saturday night, and they're going to be playing along with the Mugs. So that's going to be a great show. Anyway, let's take it away. Let's see a couple videos. When we come back, we'll be um, talking about Big B and the actual proof. All right. That was an interesting ending to that video. That was actually a song called Lay It Down Mama. And that is from their brand spanking new CD. That, of course, is Tino G's Dumpster Machine, as you can see on the screen there. Brand new one called GTO. They got a release party coming up this Saturday again at the Magic Bag. And they're going to be playing along with the mugs and I guess the School of Rock, one of the ones I think in Farmington, I I believe. And they're going to do a tribute to the MC5. So, Sounds like a killer show to me. But as promised, I have two gentlemen that are joining me right now. I have uh, Brian Big B Burleson. Did I say that right. right? Yeah. And Aaron Pittman, both of the band Big B and The Actual Proof. And they have a new one out, and it's called The Noir Album. All right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Thanks for coming down and hanging with us. I know it's always fun to get through Royal Oak, at least right now it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it
2: was a challenge.
0: They're doing so much construction right now, and they're trying to do festivals at the same time. Yeah, There's like a taco eat thing happening this weekend. Okay, It's like a little mini arts, beats, and eats. It's not quite as big, but it's enough to make things...
3: Same area? Same location? Yeah, same
0: general area. With all that's going on on Main Street... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to get a hold of the guy that planned that one, or, exactly, or woman, yeah. I don't care, you know, either way. So, let's get started. Tell us about this new album. Oh, well this has uh, been a labor of love for quite a while now, but, uh, you know,
1: it's a concept album of sorts, meaning that uh, everything on it is connected to uh, the film genre known as film noir. So it's ten songs, one of them's an instrumental. And, uh, you know, everything on there, it's like uh, these little stories, these little vignettes, mm-hmm. and uh, draws on kind of classic plot themes and character uh, ideas that are in film noir. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i a graduate of Central, and I got okay. a mostly useless degree in broadcast and cinematic arts. But uh, one of the things that I picked up in there was... Uh, uh, a pretty extensive knowledge of film noir. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny that, uh, you know, in my twenties, I enjoyed that in a particular way, but, uh, it's, it's nice that now, uh, you know, in my early fifties that it informs my art, you know, it's pretty satisfying to put out a record,
0: uh, like this. Mm-hmm. So you can finally put it to good use.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, it's the kind of thing that, uh, I mean, I think people are maybe more aware of film noir than uh, than they might think, because mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a film genre that still you know is very compelling and still gets made. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh just made an excellent film noir during the pandemic, uh, No Sudden Moves, mm-hmm. uh, which was shot here in the Detroit area and is just you know in many ways classic film noir. Very yeah. good.
0: I'm I'm not a expert or anything like that or aficionado, but I I know quite a few films and uh, people like Veronica Lake who was like yes. the femme fatale and a few of those and yeah yep. and even some of the bigger stars that people you don't realize even like Richard Widmark you know. Uh-huh. He was like positively evil, and I can't remember <laughs> that one movie where he actually pushed that woman down the stairs in the wheelchair.
1: Oh, I, I can't remember which one that is. So.
0: Yeah, it was from the late 40s, and um, he, he's got this maniacal laugh, and without even thinking about it, he's, he, he has to get rid of this old lady because she's the witness. She's in yeah. a wheelchair. You know what?
1: I think that's a, I think that's a, that might be a Hitchcock film that you're talking about. I, w- I would have to. I don't to research so.
0: It might be right, but I, um, it, I know that usually when they do like a history of noir films, I us- they usually show that scene yeah, yeah. because it's one of the most famous ones. That even if you don't know anything about noir films, most people have seen that particular movie. Uh-huh. You know, particularly because of Richard Widmark. But uh, yeah, there's there's some great stories. Um, are you a, a fan of like Frank Miller and his comics?
1: Are you... I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I don't really consider that much of an influence on on this. Not the music, uh, but yeah, but definitely but yeah, a, a noir yeah, thing. Yeah, and that, you know it's it's cool that you mentioned that because uh, in one of the things, especially for the artwork for the album, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in talking with the producer, we were talking about how there has been kind of a resurgence. Uh, in film noir, in that form, in mm-hmm. graphic novels, Sin stuff. City, yeah, yeah, and that it, it kind of created its own subgenre in in graphic novels of people making noir stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I like the look, I like the subject matter when even when it's in print. You know, mm-hmm. black and white is black and white, whether it's on a page or in well, film. Like Raymond
0: Chandler, I mean, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm sure you probably read most of his books, or you had to at least. For uh,
1: no, it was it was primarily a film class so Mm -hmm. um i mean if we looked at anything that was text it would have been you know scripts and things like that but yeah you're talking about the hard-boiled fiction that was the source material for a lot of that stuff oh yeah and And they made a lot of films based on his books yeah exactly
0: you know and they were still doing it in the 70s i remember um farewell my lovely robert mitchum starred in one that actually came out in the 70s and he played of course chandler i guess i think that's the lead character's name the detective Philip uh, Chandler I want to say um, uh, well it yeah, doesn't matter hey, I right. guess we're really kind of going off topic I, I apologize but no that's fine no you kind of opened up a door for me I, I'm uh-huh. into that I, I really like it a lot so you have these pictures of these different stories when you've put together these songs um, I'm sorry Aaron you're, you're okay. just sitting there <laughs> um, are you a fan as well did you collaborate a lot as far as Putting these songs together? Or?
3: The, the movie references come a lot from Brian. He's more steeped than that. Okay. Um, it, just for the musical part, my goal was to still just get into the gist of the song and find a way to make that song pop. Okay. And not just sound like a standard, you know, formulaic blues song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, different approaches.
0: Okay. Well, I think we should do that right now. Um, what song would you like to start out with? Uh you mentioned Veronica Lake. Okay. And uh I will kind of tie
1: this together. Uh the song that kind of kickstarted this whole project is called Red Carpet, and it's inspired by uh, you know, a more contemporary noir in uh LA Confidential. You might oh. recall Kim Basinger was a prostitute uh, you know, that was known for looking like Veronica Lake. Very nice. That, that was kinda of, yeah, yeah. That that film uh Inspired this song, Mm -hmm. and then once you know, Red Carpet was written, it got me to thinking, Man, I could do a whole cycle of songs, you know, kind of drawing on subject matter and things like that. And uh, that's how it happened. So, Red Carpet is about uh, a gal from Erie, Pennsylvania, named Simone, who goes out to Hollywood to become a movie star, only to fall into the world's oldest
0: profession and get a little too big for her britches. Ah, nice. All right, so if I'm reading this correctly, that's track number three, Red Carpet. That's correct,
1: yeah.
4: Of alcohol, had her first job in no time at all. She always said she would end up on the red carpet. She always said her life would be pictures and lights. Simone was a girl used to getting her way too much, too soon, and what she could say when she couldn't seduce him. She's black man, the rest with black and white photos. And in way too deep For the price of a silence She'd shake heaven down Don't cross the men who run Tinseltown Don't do it, Simone You don't want to mess around Out in Hollywood So when the police came To take a body away From that bloody red carpet One just had to say What a shame and a waste If you know what I mean Check her footprints Get shot to the scene
0: It's amazing how you can get just three men to make a sound like that. Who said drummer? (laughs) For some reason, I wanted to keep on going.
3: Well, the drummer would be me.
0: (laughs) Oh, you, Aaron, the drummer. So we're missing one person today, right? Mitch Sharp. Yeah, Mitch Sharp, our bassist,
1: uh, he's got a pretty demanding job, so uh, getting him here tonight uh, was not possible. But, that's okay uh, and he's certainly here in spirit and uh definitely a big part of the record that we made so he's, you, he's the youngster the youngster <laughs> he's the youngster yeah we joke around live when i introduce him i say he rode here all the way from holly michigan on his big wheel <laughs> let's give it up for mitch sharp <laughs>
0: yeah. uh so he hasn't seen middle age yet huh? oh no no, no he's <laughs> he's not close so yeah we
1: keep him we keep him around uh for being a good bass player and bringing the average age down considerably 25?
3: 20,
0: yeah. 20, okay, yeah yeah 25 wow that's yeah. a baby yeah at least when you get to be a certain age yeah that's, You think it's amazing when you, when you were a little kid, you thought 25 was so old and now it's like, oh, that's just a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. You're still wet behind the ears. (laughs) All right. Well, I know um, Mitch hasn't been with you forever. How long have you two been doing this?
1: Uh, We started. uh, 2004? Yeah. In a a different uh, project, uh, Big B and the Magic Bullets. Hmm.
3: Okay. I met Brian through some jam sessions, uh, a keyboard, play, keyboard player uh, living out in Wayne, mm-hmm. and he would have jam sessions in his basement, and uh, Brian was there, and uh, his cousin Doug, and it just grew from there, mm. and um, just took off.
0: The rest is history. You guys have been playing a long time, and you know you've done a lot of shows, and I know you go down south sometimes. You get those competitions you do, the blues ones. Memphis. Memphis. Yeah,
1: yeah, we uh, participated uh, for the second time uh, back in the beginning of May mm-hmm. uh, in the International Blues Challenge. This, this time we represented Lansing's Capital Area Blues Society. Mm-hmm. We won their Blues Brawl back in the fall mm-hmm. and uh, just made the semifinals when we went down this time, which uh, is a nice, uh, nice honor. Yeah, uh, yes. went went well. Anybody who wants to see that, uh, if you go to BigBeanTheActualProof.com mm-hmm. or go to YouTube and just search us, uh, you'll be able yeah. to find a video of our semifinal set,
0: uh, which was well-received. That's nice. And you can always be proud of yourself, even if you don't get the the actual top honor or the, the trophy. Yeah. You know, just the, the fact that you've made it that far, that says a lot. Because I'm sure you're competing with how many bands overall across the country?
3: 85 to 90?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this
1: go-around, they they have uh, upwards of 200 acts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the past, but that's probably like 100 groups and 100 yeah. solo-duo, so they have two two categories there, a solo-duo category and a band category, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're from all over the world, the band that won uh, this go-around was from France, mm.
0: so... It's funny, you when you think of blues, you don't really think of France right away, do you? No, you don't.
1: But it, it's interesting, you know, uh, like, uh, I mean, it happened with blues in, in, in Britain, but uh, there's a certain uh, kind of cool thing that happens when another culture uh, is exposed to, uh, you know, American music, mm-hmm. you know, like blues, and they really connect with it especially like the the very vital parts of it and then mm-hmm. when you when you hear them play it it's like oh man they get it I yeah. they totally get it there was a, mm-hmm. a band that we competed against from Korea that uh it there was just a novelty uh to uh to their talent you're like I just can't believe these three like 20 something year old Korean kids mm-hmm. are are doing this you know it was it was really uh really phenomenal
0: I think it's great because uh, they're outsiders. You know, that's you know they're not surrounded by it. You know, the whole time they're growing up. Right.
1: Yeah, they're not immersed in it. They really have to make kind of a conscious, almost culture-defying choice. Mm-hmm. You know uh to, to put in that kind of work. So. And
0: their love for it is still really fresh. Oh yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's not like something, well, my dad used to play these kind of records, you know, the whole time I was growing up and I'm sick of you know Right, right. It's like nobody forced them to listen to it. They really did accidentally hear it probably one day and go Right What right. is that? Oh my yeah. God, you know? Yeah, and, that
1: makes it really exceptional.
0: And they appreciate yeah. it a lot more than someone else, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. But yeah, I, I play a lot of music from other countries, and it's really interesting. Like you said, I've I know in um, South America, I've seen a lot of countries. I mean, even the smaller ones, they're really heavily into funk and rockabilly. Yeah. Again, same thing. You see them play, and I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But they, again, they get it. Yeah. It's like you yeah. could like literally put them in with the the most classic artists of that genre and just play their records in between and nobody would be able to right. tell the difference right you know yeah you could you could point out it said do you realize that what you're listening to right now they're from like Indonesia right right <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it 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 does
1: it speaks to that human capacity to really connect and it, that's the thing you know one of the wonderful things about music is mm-hmm. that it defies language you
0: know? Or culture or yeah, any of that. Yeah, and yep. nobody starts fights over music either. Right. Not right. like all the other stuff in this world. Yeah. Do yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, how many fights do you see on Facebook where it's specifically about music?
3: Right. Not that
0: many. No. Yeah. But the moment you bring up anything else going on in this world, people want to, like, tear at each other's throats. Yeah. Music yeah. is beautiful. Anyway, we, we definitely got to get back to this. We want to squeeze at least a couple more songs, if not more. Um, what would you like to do next? And if you want to tell us a little background on that, like where the... Uh, sure,
1: I, I think we'll cue up the song All Bad, uh...
0: Number six.
1: Yeah, okay. you mentioned, uh, Robert Mitchum. Exactly. Yeah, and, uh, this is based on, uh, a film called Out of the Past, a 1947 film noir. A lot of people consider, uh, you know, one of the greats, like one of the top five film noirs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a little bit of dialogue in there where, uh... Robert Mitchum's kind of goody-two-shoes girlfriend uh, is talking to him just before, you know, this is sort of near the end of the picture. He's going to go meet with the film's femme fatale Mm -hmm. for what's supposed to be a decisive end-all meeting. Ah. And uh, she kind of, you know, puts a positive spin on it by saying to him, well, she can't be all bad. No one is. And his response to that is, well, she comes the closest. So that, that's nice. that made its way into uh, the lyrics. so this this is kind of a song about, uh, you know, a classic femme fatale,
0: all right. So Big B and the actual Proof from their latest the th- Noir album. And this is a song called "All Bad." No, I've got this thing set up for single play. I don't know why it's doing that, but anyway. That's right. But uh, w- I was what I was trying to say. What you said earlier, all bad. What she comes really close. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, so, um, so yeah, you actually have like certain movies in mind for some of these songs, if not all of them.
1: Um, some of them definitely, and then some of them uh, maybe a little less so. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were gonna. Uh, I'd like to go through and, and kind of uh, touch on some of that and then we'll, you know, play some of these other songs. But the, the first song that opens the record, which we may get to later on, is called Wooden Kimono. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this kind of common uh, theme in film noir where uh, the, the hero or the anti-hero mm-hmm. either gets poisoned or stabbed or shot like mm-hmm. early in the film. Yeah, yeah. And then they spend the rest of the picture kind of telling how they got to that point, what led or up to it, yeah. or or else trying to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. who was behind it, you know, really behind it. Yeah. So that that was the inspiration for uh, for Wooden Kimono and mm-hmm. that phrase, that title. Uh, you know, there's a lot of slang, like underworld type mm-hmm. slang on this record. Wooden Kimono is a Chicago phrase uh, for a coffin. Ah. So. Okay.
3: Uh, I had to look up Yegg. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's uh, a Yegg is uh, like a safe cracker. Uh, or yeah, Y e g g. Yep. I remember the first time I heard that uh, was in a Coen
0: Brothers movie.
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah. I gotta think of what that.
0: Yeah, they do noir pretty good too. Huh?
1: Yeah, they they did an excellent noir uh, in like the early '90s. Um, it's got Gabriel Byrne in it.
0: I saw that. That, yeah, something crossing or something?
1: Miller's Crossing, that's it. That's it, yes. Yeah, Yeg a great is, is part movie. of that. Yeah. Great movie, yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: another one that's sort of a, a uh, femme fatale reference uh, is the second song, Sitting on the Devil's Lap. And uh, there's actually uh, There's a Detroit reference in there in the second verse. Mm mm-hmm. um, Oh God, I can't, I can't figure it right now because I'm on the spot.
3: <laughs> oh, my head is the factory floor, like oh, Detroit in the Second World War.
1: Yeah, that's it. Ah. It, it's, uh, you know, that, that one doesn't have a specific film reference, mm-hmm. but uh, it, that's, it's definitely got that, uh, that thing about the lyric. Actually, I've got the lyrics here in front of me.
0: It does mention Detroit. That's
3: Yeah.
1: If an idle mind is the devil's workshop, then my head is his factory floor. And we ramped up production of my self-destruction like Detroit in the Second World War. Nice. Hmm. Um, so we heard Red Carpet. Uh, horseshoes and Hand Grenades uh, owes uh, its inspiration to... Another kind of noir subgenre called the boxing film, mm-hmm. uh, a film called The Setup mm-hmm. uh, from the late 40s would be an example of that, or Bruce Willis's character storyline in Pulp Fiction. You might remember that he's a boxer mm-hmm. who's set up to, to throw a fight, and he doesn't throw the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always of the, think of
0: John Garfield when I think of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's... Uh, Something that's unique about that song as far as musical influences on the record is we got uh, sax great Johnny Evans Mm -hmm. to play on that because the song's written in drop D Mm -hmm. and has this kind of almost fretless sounding bass to it. Mm -hmm. Mitch came up with a very cool bass line so it sounds a lot like uh the boston trio morphine i don't know if you were a morphine fan from the 90s but i had to see them at saint andrews in the early 90s oh
0: man that would have been the time to see them right and they are the perfect band the soundtrack a film like that
1: exactly very noir uh-huh. very noir oh, yeah. so horseshoes and hand grenades is a straight up homage to uh to morphine and mm-hmm. has some really good sax work on it by uh, johnny evans hmm. Uh, The fifth track on the record is 500 Large, and that one is our heist film. Makes sense. So you think like The Killing or uh, The Asphalt Jungle or Ocean's Eleven, you know, stuff like that. One of the cool things about that, and we'll give a big shout-out here to the horn section from the Theater Bazaar Orchestra. Hmm. they guessed on the record and that was something that we had collaborated on during the pandemic mm-hmm. so it was like I would send, send tracks to uh, Joshua James and then he would kind of come up with their horn parts and, and record it and then mm-hmm. send it back to us it was very cool I think highly of those guys I think they're one of the things that is just cool about Detroit you know mm-hmm. nowhere else do you come up with something like the theater bizarre orchestra I, I find them to be very uniquely Detroit yeah. yes. um a specific film and an influence is definitely track seven track seven is god's lonely man mm-hmm. and is entirely inspired by and incorporates some of uh, the dialogue from the film taxi driver taxi driver is one of my favorite films and is considered uh, a contemporary film noir so mm. uh that one we went for uh like a hendrix band of gypsies uh, sound on it, which mm-hmm. uh, yeah. is always fun to play live. Probably mm-hmm. kind of the
3: heaviest sounding of the tracks.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, for something like Taxi Driver, you'd have to.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's some cool orchestral stuff uh, on the record that ends up being, uh, you know, a nod to a couple of noir composers. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bernard Ehrman, his last score was Taxi Driver. That's the guy who did the music for Psycho and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned Cape Fear earlier. The great score to Cape Fear is Bernard Herrmann. Oh. So, um. See, even a, I'm
0: learning some things here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I got a chance to use some orchestral software, uh, like state-of-the-art stuff, mm-hmm. to add some of the muted trumpets and things like that that you hear in the Taxi Driver soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, on that particular song. Uh. There is a song that is very unique and uh, an original idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Track eight is called Ben Franklin and the Number Five Combo. And what's kind of unique about that song is uh, it is about three guys who rob a Brinks truck Mm -hmm. and then go for Chinese food. And because of the fortune that one of the guys reads, he kills the other two guys. And that goes back some years. So I, I wrote Red Carpet in like 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, that tells you how long this kind of cycle of songs has been, you know, in the works. Wow. Uh, a lot of the songs came together, I'd say, in the last three years. Yeah. but uh,
0: Definitely a long time. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a real... Uh, Long uh, pregnancy on this on this <laughs> song cycle. But I remember, uh, I enjoy Chinese food a lot. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, I wonder if you could write a song about a guy who kills another guy or kills somebody because of something he reads in a fortune cookie. Like in his headspace, he's at this spot where he reads this and he, it just connects the dots for him. Mm-hmm. So that was difficult to, to because you know, for the most part, fortunes are, like, inherently vague and kind of hopeful in some ways. They're, they're usually, uh, you know, complementary in some ways. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how am I going to find a fortune that I can turn into premeditated murder? So I started doing some research, and I kind of reverse-engineered uh, where these, you know, fortune cookies came from. And You know, they start on the West Coast, and they incorporated... Uh, a lot of quotes from Confucius mm-hmm. and then from the founding fathers, in particular, Ben Franklin.
0: So that in, makes sense. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, written, so, so.
1: In, in 1735's edition of Poor Richard's Almanac, which is you know something that Ben Franklin put together, right. he had written, three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. And then that turned into a fortune uh, that I came across in a forum. A woman had posted. Uh, My husband got the weirdest uh, fortune the other night. Three can keep a secret if you get rid of two. Yeah. And once once I'd seen that, uh, you know, it was like, oh, that's there's, perfect. There's the uranium to make the bomb. So, yeah. No, uh, I could see uh, that. But we, we may get to playing uh, Ben Franklin in the number five combo. I think next though let's play uh about to get evil this is a song that uh we often dedicate live to all the nice people in the audience it's Mm -hmm. it's not inspired by any particular film but it is about having a severe change of temperament going from being a nice guy and a good guy to being uh a really evil person yeah and uh the middle solo on this is played by uh jim mccarty uh
0: I don't know, have you heard of Jim McCarty? I <laughs> a few times.
1: <laughs> we worked with a great producer on this record, and uh, he's worked with Jim McCarty a lot. Peter yeah. Jay is the producer. He used to be the sound man uh, primarily at Callahan's and Auburn Hills. I know he's worked other places in town. a while but, back. Uh, he's, uh, he's our guy and has been such uh, such a great uh, collaborator on this, mm-hmm. so he, he was able to get Jim McCarty uh, in on this song. So if we could play about to get evil. Yeah, let's do that right now i <laughs>
4: I should. While the others were bad, I did what I was told. And while they all had the fun, while all I did was get old. Now I'm thinking that it's time that I took my fill. I'm about to get evil Yes, I'm about to get evil I always treated the ladies Like a gentleman should I never took what I wanted When it seemed like I could why the girls that I love fail for other guys' lives Well, I could feel my heart breaking All way too many times And I've had it to hear With being good people inside my fly Yes, I'm about to get to women I'm gonna ruin their lives I'm gonna make them all love me and then I'll tell them goodbye right
0: That, that is one of those spectacular songs that's like the encore.
1: yeah that's one that uh that we will end a set with or else we'll segue into something that's got just as much where do you energy. go from there yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah. we'll go with that uh, and go into voodoo child and that'll those two will bring down the house yeah
0: but definitely not a song you play at the beginning of the set
1: no that <laughs> is not an opener <laughs> no <laughs>
0: all right well we're running out of time here I, I i wish we could go on a lot longer but maybe you guys can come down here a, another time and like yeah, we just talked when we were off mic, when you get the cd out uh finally um we just talked about that so right now if somebody wants to get a copy of the cd they have to come and see you play isn't that right that's right yeah and
1: we're, at a, we're at a point right now where uh we're looking to do some things with the record as far as distribution Mm -hmm. we've still got a video that we've got to finish that's part be part of the promotion of that Mm -hmm. so we have cds in hand that we are selling at our shows only it's Mm -hmm. kind of an incentive to come and see us live uh nice but uh yeah i think we're looking at uh, a cd release uh show in september probably uh in ferndale at uh, the parliament room okay otis yeah at otis supply Mm -hmm. and uh that's where we're at with that right now.
0: Okay. So speaking of, where can uh, our audience see you in the near future? Next uh,
1: Saturday. I, yep. Yeah, we're playing uh, Lager House 5 down in Eastern Market, mm-hmm. which uh, is a cool venue. We've played there uh, once before and had a blast, and mm-hmm. it'll be nice to do that uh, out in the evening air. Uh, and then uh, July 9th, we're playing at Max Dugan's in Hazel Park, which is getting to be one of the if not the major uh, blues venue mm-hmm. uh, around these parts That's so an that, established one um,
0: yeah. yeah that's that's i've heard of it yeah, it's been around a couple of years at least
1: yeah
0: yeah 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 okay all righty and then um big b in the actual Was that the yeah same? So yeah so if you want to find out any more um our listeners yeah. like anything about the new release upcoming shows yeah. or whatever yeah. videos and you have a youtube channel correct yeah okay so that's easy for anybody to find if you can't get on youtube well then (laughs) (laughs) you might as well hang it up put that laptop away or computer or whatever it is (laughs) and it's like the the thing is is like it's great because now everybody has access to it even the poorest of the poor have some kind of a smartphone now right yeah i mean yeah they'll get that some people will get that before they put food on their table (laughs) yeah that's what people perceive as a necessity of life it's their diet yeah Yeah, yeah. all right so we decided we're going to do one more we got to get out of here i got to go next door uh we got mike ward coming up in just a few minutes to do a live performance what would you like to finish off with
1: uh the instrumental that closes the record is called just another harlem sunset uh you know it, it features james simonson on upright bass uh Johnny Evans is on sax. Mm-hmm. My good friend Zen Zadrovic mm-hmm. uh, is
0: on piano. So let's close out with that. All right, Brian, Aaron, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Scott. you, Scott. Thank and you. We'll see you next time. She's a-playing. Yeah, that's all right. Like I said, they got to flick a switch because they, when we're speaking, it's one setting; when we're not speaking, it's another. So, I've been uh, assured that it's playing, but we just can't hear it. Yeah, it it threw me off the first couple weeks I did this. Good evening welcome to another 11 mile sessions live literally and in the studio we have my dear friend mike ward hey, hey how you doing, I'm doing really good. i have to get used to this you know i i'm used to you know the other studio we were at and we both have been together for that but i was always the on the other side of the window totally. and i could barely see the person sometimes a full band it's like i didn't even know what the drummer looked like <laughs> This is a lot more cozy. In fact, all that's missing is a campfire. What do you think? I think so, too. We could put a little fire out there, a little fire pit, you know? Hey, Cisco, can you set fire to something in the middle over here? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just just throw it a little lighter on there. There you go. (laughs) All right, so I guess uh, let's get started. What do you want to start out with, Mike? Um, Well, I'll start out with... uh, I'm going to play mostly... uh, I'm pretty much going to play
5: things from the new record, Brand new record.
0: Yeah, Yay. so
5: it's called Particles to Pearls, but this first song is called, actually, it's called All We Have Our Words. It was written um, early in the pandemic uh, in April of 2020. Yeah. I know, it's 2022 now. It's it like we have. lost two years.
0: Yeah, I'm good two years. Yeah. yeah.
5: Anyway, it's uh, I heard an interview with a guy who was a chaplain in uh, Afghanistan and then had been has been a chaplain in a hospital in pittsburgh for the last 15 years and he was just talking about how difficult it was to uh, comfort people without being able to give them a hug or hold their hand or touch at all
0: so in a lot of ways you know his experience the pandemic and where he was at was worse than afghanistan because of that
5: that's what he said
0: i believe it yes
5: No hugs or high-fives No hand taking a hand Only what we see with our eyes Cross this and spin In times of tragedy we said There are no words Now it's all we have to comfort and reassure. All we have are words, cliches and simple prayers. All we have are words, ours and theirs, to make our feelings heard.
4: All we have are
5: Fingers through hair, no slaps on the bed. Wiping away the tears, tickling toes, riding horsey bed. Through windows and doors, enjoying grief. Of mine and yours It's testing all we believe Oh, we have our words Cliches and simple prayers All oh, we have our words Ours and theirs To make our feelings hurt
4: Oh, we have our single one or even eat some be at a loss for any all. be a man a few
5: or many take them out of your mouth mince them or mark them the ones exchanged or past or uttered as our last simple prayers. All we have are words. Ours and theirs to make our feelings hurt. All we have are
0: Mike Ward live on live path <laughs> easy for me to say easy, easy 11 mile sessions live I knew that was going to be a tongue twister that's all right ah oh, so welcome back
5: thank you yeah thank you. it's good to be here it's good to see you and uh you know it's been a, it's been a while
0: it's been a long while yeah well even we
5: were were we, we were supposed to do this earlier this year right march
0: 10th it yeah was. march 10th and yeah. and i believe i fell ill
5: i, th- I think you did
0: going yeah. back to the the whole corona thing um i've just noticed that since i did contract it like around thanksgiving of 20 I, I don't think my immune system is what it used to be
5: really
0: yeah i mean i i'm not in any danger but it just seems like I was like the type of person that never got sick. Now yeah. it's like, it just blows in my direction and I get yeah. it, so it's definitely been different. So, ah, it is what it is. At least we're both alive and kicking and able to enjoy music. Absolutely,
5: absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I knock on wood. Um, you know, I, 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 we, I got sick in uh, this year in March.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Two um, years later.
5: Yeah, I mean I'm boosted. I just got my fourth one on um, Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. After yeah. But uh, I was, uh, yeah. Uh, sometime late late March, um, we both got sick, and mm-hmm. for me it was uh, it was like a bad cold for a couple days. Mm-hmm. That's it. I know many people have it much harsher, so yeah. I feel fortunate.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I I was definitely worse, but I didn't have to go to the hospital. And you know, those yeah. poor souls that ended up on an intubator, even if they did survive, I, I'm sure I can't even imagine going through something like that. No. I I was in like pretty much didn't leave the bed for like four days. I just felt like you yeah. know death warmed over. <laughs> yeah, thank God I wasn't. But you know, but you know those shots help. I don't care what anybody says; they're not a cure, but. It's the difference between, right? You know,
5: being hospitalized and not, you
0: know, or you know, like still being around to tell the tale of yeah. being sick from it. You know, yeah. So tell us a little bit about this uh, new record. Is there? I know sometimes you have an underlying theme or ideas behind it, or
5: you know, I think uh, overall, I think the the theme of this, uh, you know, that the name of the record is Particles to Pearls, and that's a line that comes from a song. That is titled "Time
2: mm-hmm.
5: and I think time is one of the one of the elements in terms of uh, maybe how little of it you you may have left the fact that you know me personally i 've got many more miles behind me than I probably have in front of me
2: mm-hmm.
5: and thinking about that and thinking about a lot about my family and uh, being influenced by stories. Of my family and friends, and in some cases, things that sort of are wishes or hopes of mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, in terms of going forward beyond my time here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that's sort of the thematic of it. Mm-hmm. I, I take a lot of, um, I take a lot in, and then I try and filter and put put it down to paper and,
2: mm-hmm.
5: you know, there's a couple songs on the album that are, that are direct to certain members of my family, my mom, my dad,
2: mm-hmm.
5: um, then there's others that are amalgams and, uh, and then some that were written f- out of specific situations, but they, they, they are general enough that, that anybody can kind of attach whatever they want, you know, their, their situation. Mm-hmm. They can kind of put themselves into it.
0: Most uh, interviews I've seen of successful artists, that's what they do. It's like, well, this was what I meant when I wrote this song, but I've heard from a lot of fans that you know, yep. everybody got something different out of it, but they could still connect to it.
5: Yeah, and you know, it's been, it's early on in the process. Uh, we released it uh, June third, mm-hmm. um, and uh,
0: that's we not even two it, weeks. It, yeah.
5: And and we released it uh, quite a bit, you know, a month or so, uh, six to eight weeks to a lot of radio stations and Mm -hmm. to uh, folk stations. And one of the things, and this happened with the darkness and the light, too, is I was sort of heartened by the fact that people are picking out a different song. You know, different stations are picking out different songs and different DJs are picking out different songs that they like. Mm. And I like that. That there's not just one song that is people are gravitating to.
0: Thank God for non-commercial radio stations, because <laughs> yes. that wouldn't happen on those I ever. I
5: know. I know <laughs> they, they pick one, and the, the others can can just you know could have just stayed in the studio.
0: Well, even those poor older GJs that are still on the radio, they said, you know, I, well, when I was young, you know, I could pick what I wanted to play, and it's yes. like now it's like no. No matter, even if I don't like the song, you are playing this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. So, uh, what's the next one? And, and any background of this one?
5: So, this is... <clears throat> I'm going to play the song that, that the title comes from, Time. Okay. And, uh, like I said, it's a, it's really an examination of our... what little time we might have here. Um, and I, uh, I had... A little bit of help on this one, I'm in a songwriting group with a uh, bunch of people from all over the place, but it's run by a a guy uh, from Kalamazoo, or from Grand Rapids, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Kyle Rashi, and uh, he helped a little bit with the lyrics on this. Seeds into sequoias, astral dust into worlds Measures of life, unwritten histories The marching on of seconds and centuries The hourglass and sift in time, oh time Catches up sooner or later, body and mind Does it sound uh, in my headphones the guitar sounds a little uh sounds a little funky it sounds like there's like heavy bass or uh, like it's like it's got some distortion in it or something hmm. so sorry it might be I don't the... know if that's coming through on their end or not but it, it doesn't sound as clean as it did when we first plugged it in
0: not...
5: what's that okay
0: yeah it might be like a monitor issue because my headphones it sounds clean it sounds Wonderful. Okay. So, All right. It might just be what's coming through your headphones, okay. but we'll find out. No problem. So while they, you know, fiddle with that, yeah. uh, uh, two-part question, real quick. Um, so obviously the CD is out; it's available. Uh, first, tell us how to get the CD. I know there's many ways to do it, and then um, you and I have talked about this before. But for people that are unfamiliar with Mike Ward or don't know the story, obviously when you tell them like your your website and your Facebook page, the, the background of that, you know.
5: <laughs> I will explain that, yeah. So, my website is psychosongs.com and it's P-S-Y-C-H-O songs and um, when you look for me on social media or on uh, uh, a lot of the uh, streaming services, I'm Mike Ward Psycho Songs and um, that's two part. One is that I had an issue with many mike wards out there Mm -hmm. so i had to separate myself somehow because literally there was other mike wards showing up on my page and they weren't they weren't at all what i wanted they're like a really weird comic from montreal who's like does pedophile humor and stuff like that really awful stuff wow and so i i i had always used psycho songs as my uh copyright in my publishing um, and the reason for that is my nickname is Psycho Ward, and that comes from years of having a really bad Irish temper. Um, and when I played hockey, I was a bit of a psycho. And, and also when I worked, when I, I, I used to punch holes in walls. I broke this knuckle when I was young, punching a wall. And uh, I used to get frustrated, and that's how I took it out. Um, but also... Uh, angie will tell you it's it's really the way i dance it's like i'm a really <laughs> uh, awful uh, crazy dancer so mm. um that that's really where it comes from <laughs> so the long and short of it is you can find the record in a lot of uh you know you can listen to it on any of the streaming services every one of them doesn't matter it's on everything um and the album name is particles to pearls my previous album is the darkness and the light. Mm-hmm. Um, they, if they want a physical CD, they can either come to a show, or on my website there's a merch page and we have the CDs for sale, and there's information there on how to get it. As well as we've got some T-shirts now and some oh. koozies. Um, which is uh, from a, a song that I released last summer called Career Advice, and it's—I uh, <laughs> don't know if I can do that here or not. It's—is it an FCC thing? Uh, it's got—it's got one of those words you're not supposed to say on TV. So no, you're good. Okay, all right. Well, it's Don't Be a Dick, is the moniker, and uh, that's my—that was my ultimate career advice that, <laughs> that I was giving people when I retired. So uh, yeah, I released that last summer. Uh, it's just a single, hmm. and uh, but uh, this album, uh, had, you know, it was it was um, it was a big project to hmm. to to work with because uh, coming out of the pandemic, I had a lot of songs. I recorded actually for the project. I finished 21 songs. Yeah, and then we took 12 to put on this record, mm-hmm. and we're going to take the other nine and probably add songs to it. Uh, at some point later this year, and release it next year uh, on another, another album.
0: So now that the pandemic is kind of out of the way, you, we won't have to wait as long for the next one. No,
5: mm-hmm. no, because like I said, are song's already mm-hmm. done and ready to go, yeah. which, is a, which is both a, a good feeling and a weird feeling, because it's like I'm playing, you know, when I'm playing out, I'm, I'm playing a lot of the new songs on this record, what mm-hmm. I consider new songs, um, and then i'm I'm still playing songs from the darkness and the light and, and even some brand new songs that I just wrote mm-hmm. but I haven't been playing many of the songs that are going to be on that next package because I yeah. because I've been so focused on rehearsing and being prepared and, mm-hmm. and having everything memorized and yeah and being ready and um, we just had a huge release show on Saturday mm-hmm. you were still involved in in the corktown thing but we had a we had a sold out show at the trinity house on saturday sold out nice Yep, and we Congrats. had a full, we had a full band and um my my friend dave david roof uh who produced uh rooftop recordings Yep, rooftop recordings so david uh produced this record and then he also played guitar and bass mm-hmm. uh he played some piano he played some organ and played uh some guitar so he's a real slacker isn't oh, he oh yeah he's a slacker and then <laughs> but we did we brought david keeney in uh who's in a band called Houdang out of ann arbor mm-hmm. uh tremendous guitar player and dobro uh does lap steel as well mm-hmm. uh and he uh he worked on it Aaron markowitz uh who was formerly of escaping pavement and now i think is in a group called raven gray a duo um, but he plays all over. I think he's all, he, he plays also in uh, Wilson Thicket with Jason Denny. Uh, okay. He's a, he's a mandolin and guitar picker, but he's a fine, fine songwriter, too. He's really good.
0: So you just worked with all these slackers. You hey, know, and... <laughs> it was great. Um, we
5: had... Uh, but Aaron couldn't be at the show, so mm. Dennis Kingsbury, uh, a.k.a. Floyd King, stepped mm. in for him. Oh, nice. Um, and as well... Um, on the record, we had Michael Shimon
2: mm-hmm.
5: uh, played percussion. I uh, had a, uh, a young lady from uh, Boston who played on my first record, Lucy Little, played violin, but she couldn't make the show. So mm-hmm. we substituted some tracks. And then all the singers that were on the record, uh, with one exception, were there. Um, uh, Allison and Tessa Weirshock of Giacomo, Oh, nice! Uh, and Giacomo, along those two, along with Jimmy Showers, Giacomo opened the evening. Ah, nice! It was really fun.
0: They played my first fest. Did they, they are wonderful. Yeah, Yeah,
5: they're wonderful and great, great people, great yes. humans. I just love them.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, and so they they came and they did the opening, and then they, the uh, Allison and Tessa stayed up. Judy downtown, Judy Brown, mm-hmm. who sang on the la- both of these records. And for the first time, my daughter Amelia, uh, who has been singing out with me, sang on this record. And ah. she was on stage with me. The one vocalist who could not make it was Amy Petty. Hmm. And, Because um, uh, Northeaster was oh, this last weekend. So that, that was a big festival for a lot of people.
0: She was probably booked for that long time long, ago.
5: Long before, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: But, you know, to... Uh, to get all those people together and put all the songs together, and then decide, okay, what's the what's the th- the thread that we want to hold together? And mm-hmm. so that became once we um, once we kind of had an idea of the name. Once I pulled out particles to pearls from time, it sort of led us to okay, these are the songs we're gonna concentrate on, mm-hmm. and then we worked on the order, and then. Uh, and from there we just uh, uh, we had a couple rehearsals of the live show mm-hmm. and for me that was a new thing because I've never done a band
0: Yeah you've I'm, always it's I've always been it's just my
5: It's usually just me I have done a couple of shows with James Anthony yeah and and uh, with Sarah Gibson a cellist who was on the last record yeah. And I've done a few shows with Dave Falk and Judy Brown and I have done a lot of shows together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's usually just that. It's usually two. You know, two or maybe three at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a new thing to get used to, but I, mm-hmm. I have to say, I could get used to that. <laughs> yeah, I could get used to that. And it yeah. was really fun.
0: It takes a little of the pressure off once you get used to it. It's like yeah. not everybody's like right. focused on you. And... Yeah, yeah. If you make yeah. a mistake, hey, nobody notices, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and
5: and and honestly, I I blew the opening. We played time first, and I blew the step down, uh, the very first thing out of the gate. And I looked at Dave Roof, and he just said, "Just keep going, just keep yeah. it going." Oh yeah. So it was it was really fun though.
0: That's nice. Congrats. And Sounded I'm proud, like it was a good I'm time. I'm proud of
5: the record. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the cover. Or have the cover, uh, Dave Tanya's, whom you know, uh, the border of Border Patrol. Hmm. He uh, he designed the record label hmm. and did all the artwork, hmm. and then we translated that artwork onto T-shirts and stickers. Nice. And uh, it's it.
0: That's it's, definitely something new. A Mike Ward T-shirt. I gotta oh, yeah. get me one of those.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> now you know me. That's all I wear, basically. I know. You know? I know. <laughs> I people have know. Of how,
5: that. I should have thought of that.
0: People know how to identify me a mile away. T-shirt, <laughs> Chuck Taylors. That's Scott writing. <laughs>
5: yes. <laughs> yep. And me, I got flip flops on. All I'm right. Going, I'm like going. Can we, you know, people know it's like 95 degrees out, so I wasn't gonna. I'm dressed for the out. I don't blame you. Buddy. And we're under these lights here. It feels about 95.
0: Well, you're performing. For me, yep. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do another one.
5: All right. Uh, well, let's do... I'm, I'm going to stay with... Um, I'm going to do a song called Back Again that um, was inspired partially by all the photographs my dad left my wife and I Uh, we we became the curators of his collection of some 25,000 images and slides and and, uh, Polaroids and all kinds. He was a really good amateur photographer. Mm -hmm. A dentist, but a really good photographer and cinematographer. And um, this song kind of came out of it or at least the chorus did. And then I kind of got stuck on it. Um, And uh, I was looking through my old yearbook because I'm coming up on my 50th class reunion this year. Wow. Yeah, and uh, but I looked at those faces and those eyes, and I thought about what we were looking forward to coming, you know, when we were leaving high school, and it helped me finish this song. So it's called "Back Again." of our past. Look at all the time we spent. All the days that came and went. Looking into the eyes we share. Crooked teeth and grease back hair. Our faces shone so brightly then why can't we get those days back again. Back again. Say, what's the world gonna listen to us anyway?
0: Mike Ward here in the studio, 11 Mile Sessions Live from his brand new album. Ah, So, let's see. uh, Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know you're always booked a lot, so upcoming shows next couple weeks Um, or so.
5: Upcoming shows, uh, I'm um, heading out of town to do next Wednesday... Uh, I am the pleasure of being part of a songwriting uh, circle, songwriters around with Annie Caps mm-hmm. and Andy Baker. Okay. And it's in South Haven. And then we immediately go up to Alpena. And I'm doing a, a Alpena Friday night uh, mm. up there on the streets of Alpena. And that it's really fun. Alpena is a really good arts market. Uh-huh. Um, and then I come right back down to, uh, on Saturday, I'm doing the uh, Port Austin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, front porch, uh, Port Austin. And then at the end of the following week, we go right back up north and we go to uh, Chamberlain's up in the Upper Peninsula in Curtis, Michigan, for a couple days. And then on the way back down on July 2nd, we're at Harbor Springs, in the Harbor Springs Library with two songwriters, there uh eliza thorpe who is from up that way and um i can't believe i'm gonna forget his name Mm. uh i think it's mark taylor uh he's a songwriter i haven't met him yet he's from up there and he's scottish
0: Um,
5: and um, but it was put together by uh, a fellow from up there uh, kevin johnson who plays around this area somebody's from up there mm-hmm. um he just did a show recently at the Chelsea uh, Depot with Annie Caps
0: okay and
5: uh he set it up and uh yeah so i've got i'm i'm pretty booked for the rest of the summer into the and actually into the fall uh, nice. i've got a few festivals i've got a few uh, things around here i know i'm I I'm going to be out at Wilties at some point, uh, I think in early in July. Uh, I've got a um, a backyard show in Ferndale, which is a really cool uh, mm-hmm. setup that they have. Uh, tried to book as many outdoor things as I could. Uh, That's got
0: to be nice, you know, this time of year, and it's Michigan, right? Yeah. So just the scenery as you're driving from gig yeah. to gig, you know, it's got to be wonderful. Oh, yeah.
5: yeah, there's another one up in Harrisville Harbor that's a really cool uh, series up there that I, I played last summer, and I'm doing it again this summer. That's mm-hmm. really really fun, but uh, yeah, and just and you know a bunch of house shows, uh, a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. you know more uh, smaller venues.
0: I got to crash like a few of those.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing one in Toledo uh, later in the year with uh, Nina. Uh, Sophia and uh, Nina and the Buffalo Riders ah, and gotcha. Andy Baker and I are doing uh, over, uh, over Yonder uh, concerts uh, down in Toledo hmm. okay. uh, really good group down there so hmm. yeah just um, you know trying to, trying to inch my way out get a few more people to listen to the record get a hmm. few more people to you know be on the fan list or whatever it is you know, it's uh, we've been Angie's been so helpful uh, through this whole process of leaving leaving one career and basically starting another. And mm. just uh, she jumped right in and she uh, she got invited last year to be on the board of the Trinity House. And she's oh, really nice uh, enjoying that. And I think making a difference for them, too. I think she's been really a good addition to their um They're bored, uh, and uh, I couldn't do what I'm doing without her Mm -hmm. or without my daughter or without my son because, as (laughs) you've seen my videos, which a new one was released yesterday of time uh, Mm -hmm. that was created by my son who's a filmmaker in uh, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, and he's done done six of them now for me.
0: It's really nice to know people, you know? Yeah, it's good to know people. (laughs) <laughs> it's.
5: I trained them all really well. <laughs> At least my kids.
0: <laughs> You're gonna take a little credit for it. Yeah, right.
5: right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's do another one. All right. Uh, so this is one of those stories that is is not true, but it is an amalgam of uh, stories that I heard from uh, musicians and guys who have played all over, men and women who have. Sort of been on the road. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I when I played it first for Dave Tanya's, he he kind of liked it, because uh, I talk about a blue Chevy van which he used to have. But he who didn't, didn't have a blue Chevy yeah, van at one point in their life? <laughs> when he when he heard the ending, he he sort of was like, I don't know if I like the ending as much, and I'll let you decide. Okay. Broken teeth and broken strings Had no more songs left to sing On the road since 76 Playing mostly For drinks and tips Drove a beat up old blue Chevy van Slept in the back on some bags of sand From El Paso up to Estes Park Well he took his time Making his musical mark And you could hear him sing I can't turn water into white Turn left when I should have turned right I could turn the other cheek Turn myself in for being weak My baby where I make my baby awkward man never got close to anyone. Lyrics told the tale of a life on the run. The reader deserved much more than a tired stop Troubadour, who played Willie Wailing and some Buck Owens. When the going got tough, that's when he got going. Never forgot the words to any song. Still couldn't remember what street he and you could hear him sing. I can't turn water into wine. Turn left when I should have turned right. I could turn the other cheek. Turn myself in for being weak. Get the hell out of my own head. Make my peace where I make my bed. Where I make my bed. case of beer he was running out of minutes hours and years found him face down his lips were frozen blue it was his final show at the red horseshoe and you could hear him sing I can't turn water into wine. turn left when I should have turned right I could turn the other cheek Self in for being weak, get the hell out of my own head, make my peace where I make my bed,
4: where I make my bed.
0: Yeah, it's not one of those songs that you want to sing to if you want to be cheered up or, or uplifted. I got to admit I know, to that. I know, I
5: know. <laughs> Phil told me he was going to play that song when he when he debuted the record a couple of weeks ago and he said he said, "You know, I was really going to play Broken, but then I but then he said, "But I want to get people to the show, so I I chose Back Again." <laughs> Which when you hear that record version, uh it's got a really great uh Guitar piece in it that David Roof did. He he played his uh, Rick twelve string, mm-hmm. and it definitely echoes Roger McGuinn because that's we were we were, you know, we we specifically went for that sound. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, there's you know there's there's songs for lots of different avenues on this record.
0: In different moods and different I mean, yeah. ways of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's uh, people don't understand it. My roommate doesn't understand it. Sometimes when I'm feeling like really, really down, instead of trying to find songs that you know lift me up, yeah, I actually, I actually let it go. I let it ride. I, I, I find the songs that actually are able to make me cry, in some cases, and that I actually feel better when I'm done but that's, well, a, that's only with music, though, you know.
5: But that's cathartic, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, there is. There is that side of music that allows you to do that, allows you to feel that. And I agree with you about, about music being one of those unifying factors that, you know, it's like, it, it, people can, they can disagree about who's the greatest rock and roll band, or they can disagree about those things, but they ain't gonna fight about them. No. Now, they might get in a fight, you know, at a at a Rolling Stones show, or...
0: Right, but, but, but it won't be over the music itself. It won't be itself. over the music. It'll, yeah.
5: it'll be over something else stupid.
0: Somebody bumped into the wrong person, knocked their beer out of their hand, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which, that that is a fight right there. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah,
5: don't knock my beer. I mean, when you, when you pay $19 for that beer, you
0: know? Uh, yeah. Even though it's a Bud Light, I don't get it, but yeah, still. <laughs> yeah, it
5: costs, it costs them like a, a dollar. Yeah. If, it, if that.
0: Well, yeah, especially like the Budweiser company. You know, they they basically um, sell it for dirt cheap so they can be in every single market. You know, if you're going to go to a stadium for anything, sports, music, yeah. or otherwise, you're stuck pretty yeah. much buying their product. Yeah. And that's how they do that, you know, so... Oh well, give give me the um, microbrew any day, you know. Yeah, exactly. Even if I, 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 will. I've actually been in arenas where I've actually walked where they only have it on the other side of the arena, and I'll still do that.
5: Oh yeah, <laughs> now I will say, you know, Little Caesars has it all over the place, but yeah, at, at Comerica you got to walk clear around the stadium to find a something that isn't a Bud Light or
0: a... Little Caesars pizza. Yeah. Do you hear that they, they, they've been named the official pizza of the NFL? Little Caesars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you get excited. Oh, a Detroit uh, pizza chain is now the official. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, when you have things like Buddy's and some of those other places. Buddy's, subpoenas. You yeah. Know. But you pick them. Michigan
5: you get in trouble. Which is my one of my current favorites. Yeah. Pisai. Pi
0: okay. Yeah, I've been to. I haven't been to Pisai yet, but. Oh, I, that's good. But Michigan and Trumbull, um, we actually had one of our meetings there before the first fest. So, and yeah. it's like right behind McShane's.
5: They're wonderful people. Really. They are wonderful people, and, Yeah. you know they, they did a lot of really good things during. Uh, they they do it always, but in during pandemic they were, they were, um, they'd have a special pizza of the month. And from those sales, they were making contributions mm-hmm. uh, to help people. And then they also were making pizzas for some of the medical facilities and just delivering
0: them. Oh, yeah, for their service back because yeah. it was just horrific for those people in that industry, during, especially during the yeah. peak. It was like, yeah. I can't even imagine. Like we said uh, earlier in the show, it's like, no, it, it was actually worse than being a medic in the war. Now, maybe during the Civil War or World War II, it was that horrific, but to be a medic now in modern day warfare, it's, I'm not saying it's not horrible, but nothing oh, like it was way back in the day, real. but what those people went through with the pandemic, just bodies everywhere, you know, cause they, they didn't yeah. have the staff to even take care of them. You know, it's like you couldn't even get them into a room, you know, they, they basically passed away wherever they landed after they got in the front door, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, enough of that. We, we better stop that. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. here to be uplifted, so well, uh, we'll try to squeeze in a couple more songs. We're getting up on 8 o'clock, okay.
5: so. So it was um, Angie's and my uh, wedding anniversary on Congratulations. On it was Tuesday. like
0: 42 years, was it?
5: 42 years. Nice. So this song, uh, I dedicate to her. It's called A Lot of Work. Mm-hmm. because I am a lot of work and she puts <laughs> up with me. So,
0: she's listening, right? <laughs> oh yeah.
5: So, and Judy Brown uh, sings on this song and and uh, it's fun because she her and her and Chet they have they have a similar hue and cry that, that they're each a lot of work. That's what they claim. <laughs> so with Angie it's it's just me. Okay. And hugging an extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I can feel verse after verse, both forward and reverse, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Across these 40 years, all these changing gears, life filled with joy and tears. Our love takes a lot of work, takes a lot of work. Since we met each other's gaze, you set my heart ablaze. Mm-hmm. Still, never time enough when push comes to shove to show the depth of my love. Mm-hmm. I live for your touch and your glance, but apologize in advance for the crazy way I dance hard love. Takes a
4: lot of work, takes a lot of work.
5: Too late. Some days I don't communicate. On occasion I hesitate. Mm -hmm. Oh, but if I had more, I'd want to give you even more. Good thing no one's keeping score. Mm -hmm. When we met, my life was a mess. I'm so glad that you said yes. I am most certainly blessed. Our love takes a lot of work.
0: There it is. Yeah, it does take a lot of work. And it, it never ends either. Yeah, yeah. And I would say on both sides. Yeah. Sometimes more on one side than the other. But, right. you know. Right. People don't realize that. It's like why there's so many people that divorce, you know. It's like, no. It's it's a full-time, permanent job to to remain a couple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think otherwise, then, well, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... Thank you so much again mm-hmm. for joining me, Mike. The hour just went by like know, nothing. I know. It, it always like, I know. wow. Uh, you have to come back again, obviously. And if you want to bring some guests or friends, maybe you can do a duo or a trio next time. Oh, if that yeah. works for you, whatever.
5: Yeah. All right.
0: Just let me know. All right. All right. So uh, again, you got to look Mike Ward up with Psycho Songs. <laughs> yep.
5: Psychosongs.com and uh, look me up wherever and uh
0: music merchandise yeah
5: music merchandise shows Mm -hmm. all the shows are listed on the website so uh you can find me at a lot of different places (laughs) (laughs) i'll just say that
0: he's everywhere trust me
5: Uh, (laughs) no it's been that part's been it's been nice to uh the exposure of this record and uh, the last record it's nice to uh you know, have people reaching out and saying, hey, we'd like you to be part of this or yeah. that, and mm. uh, that's, that's the hope. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna end on, uh, it's not a sad song, but I guess it's sad subject matter. Mm. It's for my mom, and we had some tragedy in our household. When I was 11, my brother Paul was killed in a car accident. He was 16, mm. and this song kind of examines how my mom my, how my mom dealt with that, and it was still a mystery to me. Still is a mystery to me, actually. But in those days, people didn't talk about things a lot. This was my processing of it, and it's called Letting Go. You manage to even laugh, cook a dinner, sing a song, teach a class with no protective armor or leaden shield on this unfamiliar family
4: battlefield.
5: Day after Christmas. 65, Mustang full of boys on a little joy ride. If you could travel back in time, you'd never let him leave, spent 70 years learning scarred till the day Thank together by a string of rosary beads.